What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Camden Spate. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Jake Cacavaro. And I'm Assistant Sports Editor Nicholas Schnicker. And a little bit of a, a break from podcast, really scheduling issues there. Um, kind of difficult in basketball season. I think I mentioned this on the last one, but it's kind of difficult to schedule podcasts in basketball season, especially when we do both teams in the same podcast. Especially so, when we have midterms as well. Yeah, that was fun. This was a blast of a couple of weeks. These yeah, last, bla- last blast two. is a word for it. Yeah, this, it's definitely one adjective. Blast. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to talk about NC State basketball, as as everyone really is right now. Coming down to the end of the regular season, um, the men have a game left. The women are done and will be preparing for the ACC tournament. Uh, we're going to skip the, I, the thing in the sports world today just for sake of time because we only have the studio for a couple more minutes but um we're gonna go right into men's basketball and jake you and i went to durham uh at the time recording the last night the game at duke it was a good first half really good first half i'd even say the second half not quite as much yeah and, and i like i tweeted out when i tweeted out the final score they lost by just about 20 but that really doesn't reflect like they played well from about 25 minutes. They played hard the whole game. Even when the shots weren't falling, it wasn't a lack of effort or anything. There weren't weren't a lot of lazy plays. It, they just ran out of gas, like on the road against a pretty good, really good Duke team and a fast Duke team on only one day's rest. It's it's going to be tough to win that. And and I thought they showed a lot of fight, which is something that I really wanted to see out of them because against, like against North Carolina, they were had a really good first 25 minutes. And then it looked like they just stopped. It, like North Carolina mounted a little comeback, and it looked like they stopped trying. But against yeah. Duke, they tried hard. Um, Funderburk was a beast. I mean, he 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 also ran out of steam towards the end because Manny Bates was in foul trouble the whole time. But it, I honestly think for a loss that it was a about as encouraging as a loss can be heading into with ACC tournament play a week from either today or tomorrow, depending on how the seeding will go. Especially an encouraging loss considering it's a, the number 12 Duke team and the fact that NC State had beat them earlier in the season you're assuming you're not going to beat them twice in the yeah, same you're going to get so, their absolute best yeah also it's it's Cameron Indoor on one day rest like Cameron Indoor is hard enough to play in and you've had one day off and you only play seven guys and like Pat Andre played like one minute yeah he he, he Andre, played so. at the end of the first half just to try and hit a three <laughs> yeah. yeah so like you're yeah you're playing yeah. with seven guys it's yeah. going to be difficult to win when you only have about five players scoring. And that's what was happening in Durham. It was the same five guys that it normally is. And then Manny Bates was in foul trouble. I think he played 11 minutes the entire game. Yeah. He was barely on the floor. I think he started the game and then like four or five minutes in, he had two fouls and then sat for the rest of the first half, came back in for the second half, first two minutes, got another foul, take him right out. Yeah. So there was he was basically not on the floor at all. And when you have that, you have DJ, like you said, Jake, he's going to run out of gas. And then just no one else is really hitting shots. I mean, Braxton had a three-pointer. I think Bates finished with it with two points. But besides that, it was just just the five, the five guys that were scoring. And you're just not really going to win when that happens. I do agree it was very encouraging. And there were streaks where NC State was getting out in transition and playing really fast the way I assume Keats wanted it to go. And looked really good. Like, there were stretches, especially when they mounted that eight-point lead, I think it was, that NC State really looked like the team that fans had seen in PNC against Duke and in some of those games that they played really well. 
Yeah, and that, that was something, the first part of what you mentioned is why I, I mentioned it, that I wrote a little bit about last night is if you're going to only have five people scoring, you're going to need one of those one or two of those five to really carry the load scoring. Yeah. So maybe like 20, 25 points or like in the win against Duke, Markel Johnson, Devin Daniels combined for 53. But last night, no one scored more than 14. So they were balanced scoring and the five that scored were like, they, they played well, but again, you just, you're going to run out of gas when it's five people that are all doing that. The last 10 minutes of a game against a good team is going to be rough. And it was. Now, I want to talk about one of the guys that you mentioned there, Devin Daniels. I think at the beginning of the year, if anyone told any of us that we'd be looking for Devin Daniels to be the most consistent scorer on a nightly basis, we probably would have told them they were crazy. Yeah. So I went back and I wanted to pinpoint like the the rise of Devin Daniels, and it's it's like hard to. He's been good all season. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but like he's had just stretches of incredible, really good play. He started the year off five straight performances with double digit points. Then he kind of slumped for a little bit. And then since ACC play started, since the game again, the home game against Miami on January fifteenth, he has scored in double digits in all but two games. Yeah, the two being at Virginia, which you know, like it's Virginia. Yeah. So and we won that. Sometimes game. the teams don't score in double digits at Virginia. Exactly, and four against Pittsburgh. So the only games where he didn't score well, we still won. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. But then like he's had these monster performances against Duke, against Syracuse where he just becomes literally the best player, and no one expected that this yeah. year. It, it's Well, it's what we thought we were going to get last year and didn't, and that's why we weren't expecting it this year because this is what he was supposed to be last year. Transferring yeah. from Utah, he was good at Utah his freshman year. And then now it's last year. So let me preface what I'm about to say. He is still a little bit out of control sometimes, yes. but right now it's kind of organized chaos with him, whereas last year it was just chaos. And now that he kind of tones it down just a little bit and not even tones it down but has a better he has he has a really high basketball IQ so he knows what's going on around him when he's not trying to do something that he can't do he is one of the best players on the court he gets in his own way yeah he gets out of his own head and gets in his own way and when he plays within his head and out of his own way he's so good and he's fun to watch the way he drives and like he hits those I forget which game it was that I was covering where he kept hitting these really weird, like little mid-range floater yeah, type. It was sort things. of a floater, but for some like way to the side, yeah. it was like a high off the backboard. I don't know exactly how to describe that, but like he's fun to watch when yeah. he's playing. Like he, he's proven this year he can play. You never have to worry about effort from David Daniels oh, yeah. ever. That, that's always the great thing. Sometimes he tries too hard. Yeah, though. and I really enjoy that. Like. Especially like last night against Duke, it almost seemed like he was the one getting the rebound on every defensive possession. He was flying to the rim at every shot, and it was—it's a spark and, and a, an asset to have someone that's going to go after the rim every time. Because the more you, you know, limit these offensive rebounds, especially to the top teams, like the better off you're going to be because you give them second, third chances, it's over. Especially against a guy running carry. Yeah. But he had he had nine last night, so he yeah. finished just one try of a double double. He crashes the boards better than almost any guard, like in the ACC. He's ferocious, and I I, Our I wonder in sometimes general are pretty good at rebounding. Yeah, though. but with Daniels, it's like Markel Johnson will leak out, Beverly will leak out, Bryce will leak out. Like Daniels is almost trying to get every rebound. I almost wonder if that's 
something Keats emphasizes with Daniels because they don't have great rebounders. Funderburk and Bates are your pretty much only two big men, and they're not great rebounders. I wonder if Keats is like Devin. We need you getting rebounds, or we're going to get destroyed. The more I, athletic guard, yeah, like it's almost sometimes back. Funderburk and Bates will clear out for Daniels to come in for the rebound. It's something yeah. I noticed a lot last night because they knew they were playing a bigger team, and I just wonder. Well, yeah, Manny Bates does not. Box Alec at all. I wonder if Manny Bates would be better off just trying to block the rebound rather than going for the rebound himself. Just kind of slap it. It's it's something. Honestly. I mean, he, he's gonna get better at that. He, yeah. He's I only mean, he, he's he essentially a freshman. Like, freshman. He, he is a freshman. Like that might have sounded a little harsh on what I said. That was more of a joke than anything else. But yeah, he'll get better at it. Just right now, he might just want to slap the ball. Yeah. And Jake, you said that Bates was what 18th all time for NC State rebounds. Yeah. Blocks. He, he, or blocks. 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 Packed, That's insane. Did he just pass a boo? Was um, yeah. 18th career, 18th and career that, rebounds, and he re- has not even no, played a blocks, whole season. Blocks. Career blocks, sorry, yeah. yeah. 18th. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Though. Yeah, it is nuts. Especially the guys he just passed are like <laughs> longtime players, like guys that played for four years. And who's the guy in that picture on our front cover from the one year of like Pack Flushes number two? No, that was Anya. That was Anya. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember which of the one guys yeah. that was on there. So you look. The final regular season game coming up on Friday at PNC Arena. It'll be a, with Wake Forest. Wake Forest always, you know, a tough I, competition I, for NC State. So we'll we'll see how that kind of matches up. Did get the win in Winston Salem earlier in the season, though. I feel like this is the type of game where that quote unquote NC State shit pops up. Because man, wouldn't it just be the most NC State thing to have Wake Forest basically send us out of the tournament in the last yeah. regular season game? That's what happened last year with Georgia Tech, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I, Why I think do we this hate seems playing different. golden teams? The ACC Can tournament will come up the following Tuesday through Saturday in Greensboro, North Carolina. Jake, you and I will be there for that one. Um, we'll get to women's in a second. Nick, you and Jake will be there for the women's, but. It, it seems to me that the consensus is NC State needs to take care of business against Wake. That's a given. And yep. then win a game in their first round of the ACC tournament. I think yeah, I agree the second part of that will depend on who they play. So if somehow there's an upset and they, they're playing Pitt in their game, they're going to need to win too. But mm-hmm. if they get to play, say, say they play 8-9, they play Syracuse, they might be good. But it's really going to depend. I, I think... If you want, if you don't want to leave it up to the committee, I think win two. I think beat Wake yeah. Forest and win two. But well, if you win won- two, guarantee like you're in. No, because again, it will depend on who the two are. I I think at this point, like everything I've seen is NC State is last four in. I think we take care of business and beat the teams we should, and like one win. And as long as the second game isn't like a bag loss. Like a real bag loss, I think we'll be fine. But I think it'll depend because we, we need to rack up good wins at this point. And beating, we, we have good wins though. Not not enough. Not 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 to offset two losses to Georgia Tech, two losses to North Carolina. It, it they they've only beat one ranked team, so they have some quad one wins. But they also have like UNCG could easily drop out of that yeah, quad one. Even if they drop out, what that's five Q one wins still. Yeah, last year they had six, or last year they had five as well. I think they were five and six Q one. So again, it'll You're depend. Right, yeah, yeah. I just think. I think if you really want to be safe, beat Wake Forest and win two. But I still don't think that guarantees you getting in because, again, it will depend on if there are any bid stealers. So say a seventh-place team in the Pac-12 somehow wins a Pac-12 tournament, there's there you're automatically dropped down one. It'll just depend a lot on what happens in the other conference tournaments and the other teams that could build big wins as well. So Syracuse 
or not Syracuse, Notre Dame, it's kind of on the bubble as well. If they beat us, then that vaults them above us. So it, it would just depend on kind of the matchups and who they play. And at this point, you can't tell who they're going to play because you don't know where they're going to be. Yeah, and, and going off that, the news, I think just yesterday on Monday, that Georgia Tech will be sitting out the ACC tournament with their postseason ban, not appealing that so that next year they're able to go through with the entire postseason. So that makes the tournament down from 15 teams to 14 teams. So there are now only two games on Tuesday. That is the 11-14 and the 12-13 game. And then the first 10 teams, the top 10 teams in the ACC will have that Tuesday off. So it looks like NC State will have at least not not have to play on that Tuesday. So there is that. Where there will be on Wednesday is a real big question mark because right now they're sitting at 9-10 and 10 in the ACC with four teams in front of NC State at 9-9. Nine and nine. So I'm not sure exactly what the tiebreakers are. I'm not going to go through them right now. I, I saw something on Twitter. It was something weird with like mini groups of ties. It's like... Right, which is why I'm not going to go through yeah. them right now. But it could go anywhere from like like six or to ten or five to ten. Five I don't, through eight, yeah. Five through yeah. eight. So that's literally almost every game on Wednesday. So yeah. it just doesn't matter. <laughs> but it looks like it'll be you need to be a team that's slightly below you in the ACC. Yep. And whether the, whoever that team is, like you said, Jake, will kind of depend on whether NC State's going to need to win a quarterfinal on Thursday, which. I mean, you have wins against a win against Duke. You played Louisville tight. Um, played Florida State. You tight. beat Virginia on the road. Beat so. Notre Dame. The, the teams above NC State in the standings, they beat Syracuse on the road. They beat Notre Dame at home. They beat Virginia on the road. They beat Duke at home. Almost beat Florida State at home. Like they, there's no team that they can't beat, but there's no team that they that you can say they will beat. So yep. it's 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 gearing up for an exciting ACC tournament, but also one that could end their season in the blink of an eye or give them a top 10 win. It I, It's so, the zero to 100, anything can happen. I feel like one thing we're not considering too is that AC tournament is over spring break. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of state fans making the trip to Greensboro for those games. There's State is going to travel well to those. It's not going to feel like a home game, but it's going to be as close to feeling like a home game as they're going to get. Yeah, especially depending on the matchup. If they're playing a pit, it'll feel pretty close to PNC Arena. Yeah, um, it, for sure. It, also, no one is – I haven't seen anyone mention this. That they could very easily play North Carolina in their first game. Like, that is – that's not that out of the realm of possibility that. at all. I don't that's, want that. I would almost say that's close to likely because I do think North Carolina will win their play-in game. So it will depend on where – NC State finishes in the standings. God, I don't like that. Let's uh, real quick go through a prediction. Jake, do you have a prediction on where the men's team will end up in the tournament or how far they'll make it? Yeah, so I think they'll beat Wake Forest. So I think they'll finish 10-10. and 10. I'm not even going to bother trying to figure out the tiebreaker. So say let, let's say they finish somewhere. They are seated somewhere 5-8. through eight. Uh, I truly think they win their first game. Uh, they they went 1-1 one one last year, beat Clemson, lost to Virginia. Uh, the year before Keats' first year, they lost to Boston College in their first game. I I think he will. I think Keats will have the team ready to play. I think they win their first game. And for to predict what I actually think will happen, I think they'll lose in the quarterfinals. I think they'll lose their second game. Um, but I will give myself an out and say I would not be surprised at all if they make it to the semifinals. Uh, if they if they somehow upset a team in the quarterfinals, I would be shocked though if they made it to the championship game. <laughs> but yeah, that's my prediction is. 
win one game, lose one game, the ACC tournament. So two and one in there. I think they finished with 20 wins. I think that gets them in. You think what? I think that gets them in. Oh, okay. The big dance. The whole dance of the big dance. What do you think, Nick? Where they end up? I agree with them. Same place? Yeah. Quarters? I think, I think it's greedy to think they'll get any further than that. I'm going to go. I think they come up with an upset in the quarters. You know, I don't I don't know the opponents. It's all up in the air at this point. But I do think that NC State is playing really good ball right now and shouldn't be a problem taking the first game. And I say that with a very big grain of salt. But yeah. <laughs> NC State needs to win the first game. They should win the first game. And at that point, you it just seems like you have a little momentum. You'll have, hopefully, an NC State crowd there. You play one of the top teams. I think if it's... I think if it's Duke, you, there's a problem. I think you you don't beat Duke yeah, again. Yeah, you want it to be I Louisville, think, Florida State. I think you want it to be Virginia or Florida State. I agree. Virginia I think those are the two the teams. That, Virginia, just because low scoring automatically means you have a higher chance to win just because there's yes. like fewer – there's not really going to be a gonna blowout. It's going to be a closer game. Louisville, I think, would run them out of the building again just because they're way too fast. Florida State would be interesting to get a second crack and get at them because that game – yeah, two weekends ago. I, I wouldn't good. mind getting Florida State again. I yeah. think, I think besides Virginia, just because the how slow Virginia plays, Florida State's probably the most likely of the four. So, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with getting to getting to the semis. I don't think there's any way they get to the championship game. Yeah, it's just there's just too many good teams. You have to win three ACC games in a row that we just haven't done in the regular season anyway. So I think NC State is playing a really good ball, and that they'll get further than just the quarters yeah i'll I go agree. with that so uh, let's do a quick switch to women's basketball the women's basketball team went on a little bit of a, a slump at the end of the regular season kind of saw the same thing last season after that huge start but after beating clemson after beating clemson duke and virginia tech on the road Came back home to face Louisville, lost to Louisville at home, lost to Georgia Tech at home, beat Miami on the road, and then lost to Duke at home. So lost three out of four. All three of those losses were at home. It's not really what what you want to see going into the tournament, although the team did turn it around with a win at home against Syracuse and then a win on the road against Virginia. And that Virginia win was exactly what you needed to see from them in the final game. Yeah, especially with the momentum that hopefully NC State got shooting the ball, starting 13 for 13 from beyond the arc. NCAA record. That's, that's just ridiculous. I, yeah. I remember I wasn't watching the game. I was covering something else, and Jake just started blowing up my phone, all of our phones, being like, just like, holy, they can't miss. Yeah. And so, yeah, so there's like two ways you can spin it. You can spin it as they're limping across the finish line three and three in their last six games, or you can spin it as they won their last two games. They're shooting something like 70% from the three-point line their last two games. So take it however way you want to. I don't think anything that's happened in the last four months matters now. I I truly think that I think Wes Moore is too good of a coach and they're too well-led by their players by the veterans to kind of worry about any of the losses. Uh, And I think from what the vibe that I got from them talking is that they're feeling good. Like no one's thinking about the three straight home losses anymore. You kind of got that monkey off your back by winning another home game and getting a mini two game winning streak going into the tournament. I think it's, 
I look at it in the way of momentum. I don't I don't think I see how this is not the same team that lost those three games at home because this the Syracuse game NC State played really well. The Virginia game NC State shot really well. This is not the same like end of the year on two straight wins, but it was barely. It was like they didn't play well. They played well in these last two games and that's exactly what I was hoping for going into this tournament because NC State has a legitimate shot to at least make it to the championship game, if not win the whole thing. And the the path is set up. So if the if the favored seed wins each game, first games against Georgia Tech, who beat them? Second games against Duke, who beat them? Championship games against Louisville, who beat them? They're they're set up to avenge each of those losses. It couldn't be scripted more perfect so for them if they want to win it. For. It it could be like who who knows like, like possible revenge. Like, like Wes Moore said, uh, he he said essentially he said, "There's no way to know." who you're going to play like yeah. there are some good teams that could beat any of these teams and i'm sure he would love if louisville loses their first game how oh, great he would, he would i'm sure it. as a coach the, the the narrative is cool of beating all the teams that beat you but if you could if georgia tech duke and louisville all get upset and you face off in the championship game against last place pit i'm sure he would love that the most well i don't think they could play pit because that's who would, I, we, we get what you mean yeah. we get what you mean i'm sure that he would like that the most <laughs> i i think the ACC tournament and beyond that, the NCAA tournament, they have other players that can go off and play well, but they are going to live and die by Koenig and Kinane. If neither, I think they don't need both of them to go off every night, but they need one of them. If one of them's having a poor game, the other one needs to be playing well. If they have a game where neither of them are playing well, as good as Brown Turner and Jones and Crutchfield have been this season, if neither of Koenig and Kanan are playing well, it's going to be really hard to win. Yeah, I, I think – I honestly think if they're going to win games from now on, they can't have either of those two have a poor game. So they can have one be average. Like maybe Koenig shoots two for six from three and she's got something like nine points. You could do that. You could deal with that. Yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. if she's 0 for six from no, the three-point line – No, but I meant line, like the Duke and the other losses. I meant like those type of performances. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say is – I don't think that they can survive that going forward. I, I don't think because they're, they're odds are they're going to have to play the teams that beat them. So these teams have that they're going to be playing have the confidence. They know how to beat them. It's not like you're playing a Notre Dame who you beat by 44. You're, you're going to play a team that knows how to beat you, that knows how to attack you and defend you. And that's something that they haven't yet this year played a team that beat them. So every or no, they played. Sorry, the one time that they did when they played North Carolina, they beat them. And, and it was it was it, not not a blowout, but it was a the game was decided win. the last five minutes. Like it was a win was all but it was assured a, the it last was a few minutes. Strong, solid, confidence inspiring win because you and I were at that game. Yeah, this is there's a different story here from from the men's side. The men's team, it's there are five at least four or five teams that are definitely better than NC State. Yeah. And there's not really any arguing there. It's if you want to win, if you want to go the entire distance of the ACC tournament, you have to be on your absolute A game because these other teams that you're playing are better than you. And even if they're having a an above average or average night, they can still beat you. The women's side, it's the opposite story of a lot of these teams, especially before you get to when, you know, maybe a Georgia Tech game or a Pitt game, whoever they end up playing in that quarters. NC State is the better team. 
NC State, all NC State needs to do on the women's side is just take care of business for the first game, maybe the first two games, depending on how the bracket shapes out. But there's nothing spectacular that needs to happen for NC State to make the championship game. No, they just need their players to play how they can play. They need their players to not underperform. They don't need them to overperform. They need them to just perform. Because if if you get down to the end of the game and your leaders step up and know what's going on, there shouldn't be any problem getting the championship game, which is something that you know NC State fans would love is to have a shot at an ACC title because it just doesn't come around that often. So I think it'll be really interesting to see the semifinals and championship game. I think NC State easily gets through Georgia Tech in the quarters. And then the Duke game, I mean, Duke just beat NC State. I think NC State will be coming out firing for the entire tournament. It'll be really interesting to see a championship game if it were to make it with Louisville and Florida State on the other side. Yeah, and I think I think ultimately it will be NC State-Louisville, but Louisville will not lose. They're not going to lose to these teams. But I will say with Duke... That Duke team is just like they're just good. So they they won going th- like after the NC State game. Um, I think they lost their last game of the season, but they had won something like eight in a row. Got them from out of the NCAA tournament to firmly in the NCAA tournament, and they've just got a player. Which this is the problem. They've got a player NC State can't guard. So yeah, Haley gonna, Gorecki, say, yeah. there's not a player on NC State's roster that can guard her. So if they're going to, it's to borrow like a football kind of mindset. It's don't let. So let the number one person, so let the number one receiver do whatever he wants, but don't let the number two or three receivers beat you and you'll be fine. One person's not going to beat you alone. So let Haley Gorecki get her 25 points, like she's averaged against them. Don't let anyone else. So I think when they lost at home to Duke, Gorecki had 24, 25, but I think there were at least two, maybe three other players in double digits. Slow everyone else down, and I think you'll be fine because Gorecki's not going to score 60 points. Duke's still going to have to get to 60 or 70 points, and if you limit one if you focus too hard on one person to where it affects how you're guarding the supporting cast then that's how you get upset and that's why that's why i think don't bother double teaming gorecki or whatever let her get hit hers and focus on focus on leona odom focus on the other ones i know don't double team or whatever who do you think should got her because i know brown turner did it last game and you were high on her for the whole beginning of the game and a couple people were like yeah, she got burned at the end. Who do you, do you think it should still be oh, Brown yeah, Turner? It, it's got to be Brown Turner because okay. Koenig's not big enough. Koenig's a Koenig's their best on ball defender, but she's not big enough to guard Gorecki. Yeah, okay. Brown Turner's a little bit slower, like moving laterally, but she's six foot. She's got a pretty long wingspan. She's the best bet to guard her, and she she guarded Gorecki well for the first two and a half quarters until I tweeted that she had guarded her well, and then Gorecki went and scored fifteen points in the final quarter and a half. You jinxed it, but I know I did, but um. But yeah, I do think though they are better than Duke. But also, they went one and one against Duke, but they very easily could have lost the game at Cameron. Oh yeah, too. it took a Grace Hunter miraculous end of game performance. Yeah, where she just kind of showed up in the fourth quarter and was like, "Yeah, I'm back, yeah, y'all." Three straight threes to tie, go ahead, and then clinch. <laughs> How likely is a championship for NC State? A championship, uh, I'd say, if you run this ACC tournament in a simulation. Five times, I say you win one. So I say I give him about a twenty percent chance. Um, and who knows though, this could be one of those five. I just think it's going to be tough. Georgia Tech is a good team. Georgia Tech beat NC State. You're going to have to play them first. I think they do win that, like you said, Ken. I think they win it easily. But Duke is really good. That's going to be a 
tough game. And then Louisville is just awesome. Like they've lost one game. They beat Oregon. Like they they beat Oregon. I believe too that it was at Oregon. And Oregon's and Oregon so is good. insane. Like this Louisville team. They kind of flew under people's radar a little bit because they lost a few games while their sixth man, their sixth woman, uh, was overseas with the Nigerian national team, and they dropped two games while she was gone. And since she's came, like they, as soon as they beat NC State and got her back, they vaulted from number nine back up to number four. Like they, people forget how good Louisville is. This NC State camp team can beat Louisville. They outscored Louisville in the second, third, and fourth quarter they- as a whole against Louisville. They just dug themselves too deep of a hole in the first quarter. They can't afford to do that. Yeah, this NC State team has the talent to go at minimum toe to toe, which is about anybody in the country. Maybe not, maybe not Oregon, maybe not South Carolina, but like they at least will play those games competitively, in my opinion. It won't be a blow. It won't be over in the first half. There's no yeah. team that halftime rolls around like, oh, like, this game's over. But they, it'll they will play anybody in the country if when they're on their game. I'm not saying the the state we saw lose three home games. No, I'm saying the state we saw that we were like. Man, they're great. Yeah, they can go at least maybe not blow for blow, but pretty pretty damn close. Which the is ACC championship the should be their expectation. They're they're yes. good enough that they should be expecting, and and I know that they are, but they should be expecting come two thirty on Sunday afternoon that they'll be holding up the ACC tournament trophy, whether that's fortunately or unfortunately. But yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that at this point the expectation is to at least make it to the, the title it, game. It, it should be that should and is their expectation. When, when you have a regular season like NC State did through the first you know ninety percent of the the season, then yeah, that's that's what you have to expect because that's really the only thing we've seen out of this team is is winning. Yep. So you know you get to a point. I know they you know lost three games at home, but seems like if. If you think that this team has come out of that that stretch of of tough games and tough shooting, then that should absolutely be the expectation. And I think that they are. I, I think they're probably like, they, they might not shoot forty five percent from three of a game, but I think I think they're going to be around their season average of thirty six going forward. I think I think they're yeah, good they with that little shoot the, weird the sixty four. No, they they're, they're not going to start Virginia. off thirteen for thirteen again. I mean, if they do, like, go ahead. All right, I think that's all we got for this nice little thirty minute episode here on basketball. It'll be really interesting, you know. Both both tournaments in Greensboro, we'll be making the trip, um, you know, live tweeting all the games from there. Should be quite a fun experience for both of them, and really interesting to see how the teams perform. Just because, in general, it's just going to be one of those tournaments for both sides that it's like NC State needs to do this and this, and it's just like there's a lot the, to like look forward to. The tournaments really matter. They like really matter for both teams this year. I think. Yeah. The women want to try and get to a two seed, and they want to at least hold the three seed that they're at. And the men just want to get into the dang I, tournament. I think for the women, it's also about like getting Koenig and the other seniors their title. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's definitely that's definitely got to be a part of it for them. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll have another episode after the tournaments to uh, to talk about that and to preview the NCAA tournament or tournaments, depending on how many of the two teams make it. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Camden Spate. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Jake Cacavaro. And I'm Assistant Sports Editor Nicholas Schnecker. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs>